Episode 269 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm Managing Editor Kirk Simonoff, sitting in for Bill, who this week was named to the Kansas Press Association's Hall of Fame. Well done, Mr. Roy. Well, almost a year ago, we, we reported that former Wichita State basketball star Ron Baker was entering the business world in Wichita at Extension via Christie. This week, we're excited to have Ron on the podcast as we talk about the beginnings of a corporate career, as well as what college and professional sports taught him as he entered professional life. But first, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. This week's cover story is called A Recession Playbook. Reporter Daniel McCoy looks at strategies that Wichita business professionals should look at when readying their companies for an economic downturn. The story begins on page 12. Our list this week is child care centers. See who has the largest operations and read about bonuses that will soon be headed to many overworked and underappreciated child care workers. The list is on page eight. This month's Young Professionals series looks at rising professionals in legal services. Meet them beginning on page 15. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 30. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Ron Baker joins me on the Biz Talk podcast this week. And as everyone knows, Ron has been in front of microphones at the Final Four, and he's answered questions in Madison Square Garden and most every other NBA arena around the country. But now, Ron, you're sitting in front of the rough and tumble Wichita business media. Are you ready? I think so. We're about to find out. Yes, we will. Uh, it's great to have you on the podcast. I appreciate you being here. Um, let's you. start. Let's start by talking about you and Ascension Via Christie. It was almost a year ago you started as a project manager at Via Christie in the in strategy and business development. Can you start off by telling listeners what that entails, what you do? Yeah, so obviously business development, sports medicine, and project manager are kind of my title here. When you think of business development, obviously you're trying to develop business. Well, you do that by building relationships here at your hospital with your physicians, uh, your clinical nursing officers, people who make the hospital go, right? Uh, you mm -hmm. always want to make sure your hospital's afloat. Uh, sports med side of things, I oversee that department. So I got a long list here for you. Ascension has 16 athletic trainers that we hire through the hospital, through the department that are at either local high schools, Wichita State, or Newman. And I oversee that department. Uh, throughout the summer, we'll cover different sporting events throughout town and some corporate challenges, whether it be, you know, the one greater uh, Wichita puts on. Uh, there's all sorts of different events, sporting events mainly that we cover throughout the summer. Uh, so that's kind of my job description in a short 
answer, Kirk. Mm -hmm. When you, when your NBA career was over and your professional basketball career was over and you were looking to enter business, what attracted you to, to be a Christie? Well, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you I knew the uh, COO at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Never hurts. Yeah, Kevin Strecker, who I've heard is a guest on the show a while back. Uh -huh. uh, Kevin's extremely good people. Comes from a very good family in a very good town of Scott City, which is also my hometown. Uh, but that just shows you it's, you know, not what you know. It's not who you know. It's who knows you when it mm -hmm. comes to the business world. Uh, been able to build a great relationship with him. When I finished playing in Russia, I was just kind of building relationships through town, trying to figure out what, what was next. And I met with Kevin about three times and whatever he was putting out there, I was liking. So he made a, made a position for me here. And what I described is what I do. And that's what he kind of wanted me and seated me, seated me in here. And it's kind of worked out pretty well. It does seem like it, it, it is right up your alley in a lot of ways. Sports medicine, I'm, I'm sure you know a lot of you, you've worked with a lot of people in the sports medicine department there and business administration is what your degree is in. Uh, talk about just how everything kind of fits. So what's been probably the most exciting and unique situation about this is the four athletic trainers we have at Wichita State. One of them is Todd Fagan. And he has been there, I think, 14, if not 15 years. Todd was my athletic trainer when I was at Wichita State. And getting to work with him kind of on the other side has been a lot of fun. He's a passionate person, loves taking care of student athletes. And being a former athlete, I've valued an athletic trainer all the time. Just, I mean, that was a person you always went to and need uh, to get your body right. But now being an administrator, I'm someone that they can rely on for me to go up to Kevin and his team and be like, hey, these are the cool things that our athletic trainers are doing. These is what we need. This is what they want. Uh, and it's kind of been a good kind of middle ground that you know, I support them and have their back in certain situations. Mm -hmm. How much uh, easier does does it make your first job after your basketball career to, to kind of know everybody and, yeah. and really know what's going on. So believe it or not, the two sport med docs at Ascension via Christie are Drew Porter and Paul Cleland. They have been there for, I think at least almost 10 years. So once again, two doctors that I got to work with firsthand for five straight years as a student athlete at Wichita state. So jumping into a role, right? It's always nice to know who's around you, not only in a work setting, but even just outside of work in a personal setting. So it's comfortable. But that, that being said, the business world is always, is always changing. There's always things, especially in healthcare that are changing either quickly or change over time. So being kind of a sponge, if you will, in this role, from the business side of things, trying to learn and progress the best I can has been has been a challenge and a little overwhelming at times, but it's something that keeps you on your toes and keeps you driven and trying to learn. Is it easy for you to be a sponge? I would think that once you enter the business world, a, a person can either want to be a sponge and you know throw things at me, I will learn them quickly, or someone could be a little hard-headed and, and think they know it all. Uh, I'm imagining you were, were 
taking on everything that people were throwing at you? Oh, the first two months was super overwhelming. I joined Ascension and I was hearing terms that I had no idea what they were. I was writing notes down, trying to trying to learn everything all at once. And our one of our head managers here at Ascension, she finally told me, she's like, okay, here, this is what you're going to do. Focus on this. And the longer you're here at Ascension, things will start to click. And if you have a question, just ask. So there's been probably weeks where she's like, oh my goodness, thank goodness it's Friday. I'm tired of Ron texting me and emailing me all these questions. Uh, but it's, it's good to have people like her to lean on because there, I mean, there's in any job, you, you got to learn sometimes quicker than most. And it, it can get very overwhelming when you don't know the lingo or don't know what a certain product or situation is. Uh, but I'm lucky to be here and they're allowing me to do something that I love and that's to take care of student athletes. So very fortunate, but yes, trying to grow and, uh, continue to learn the healthcare system. I would think you're, you know, one, one thing that Shocker fans and, and Wichita's and Kansans like about you and your reputation of, is, is being a down to earth person. You don't put on a lot of false pretenses, but, but let's be honest when you're a Shocker basketball star in the final four, and then you're an NBA player in New York, uh, there's a certain loftiness there, but once you enter business now at Via Christi, have there ever been any real world moments where you think, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm out of my element here. I mean, there's been some times being around certain doctors in, in the hospital, uh, your, your surgeons and your orthos are guys that really crank your business up at the hospitals. Uh, they're, they're the, the chunk that, you know, needs, needs a lot of attention. Uh, and there's been times where, you know, they, they don't care if you're, you know, an average Joe to the right and Ron Baker to the left. Well, if the average Joe listens and gets things done quicker than Ron Baker, then they're going to go to the average Joe. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're, they're not playing the favorite card. Uh, there's been a few times and that's, I mean, that's fine with me. I, I need to learn and make myself better and be someone that's reliable here at Ascension. Uh, but definitely having kind of the name and recognition in the sports medicine world is is great because we can we can host events, cover events. Uh, people know my name when they reach out, and they know Ascension via Christy because of the healthcare system. It is mm -hmm. uh, there's there's pros to that, and then being in the high schools, go to a high school and work with different kids and get to see them work with their athletic trainer. They they see me and they are always like, "Are you are you our athletic trainer today?" No, I'm, not. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to see your athletic trainer though. Uh, so I think being in this role for a couple more years and getting to see some of those high school kids progress at the college level and know them by name and being able to be in the athletic training room with them and make sure they know the, the importance of that employee that we put in those high schools is it's going to be fun over time to be around and see those kids progress. You told Shelby Kellerman when we did a story on you joining via Christie almost a year ago now that that one word that kind of always came back to you when you were deciding what you wanted to do was impact. Mm -hmm. Is that still the case? And do you feel like, you know, I, we're only a year into your professional career, but do you feel like you're, you're making an impact? Yeah, I, I think so. 
I, I think that there's always room for growth in that in that term you use. Uh, I think just I always try to make everything I look at more broad. You look around the world and there's there's a lot of good things going on. There's a lot of bad. And I think if if every person would just slow down and use that word impact and say, you know, I was born March 30th, 1993. From that day forward, I want to make the world a better place than when I leave it. Uh, and that's kind of my motto. And I, I try to do my best with kids and, and the administration and everyone I work with to kind of brighten, brighten the day and kind of lead with the right foot forward. Mm -hmm. Um, when you were in college basketball and in college and then NBA and then later on professionally in Russia, how much of your your brain was thinking about post-basketball? How much were you thinking about a professional career? I never really thought about it until my last year over in Russia. I was really struggling uh, being away from home and also playing the game. I had, I had a really – downfall just skill wise I wasn't where I needed to be uh my body was okay like I could have kept playing I feel like uh, I had some nicks and bruises here and there but just to be quite honest I think that last year my skill level went down and that's when it clicked it's like okay I had two surgeries in three years but you're not playing to the level that you know you're capable of it's probably time to hit the reality button and start thinking on, well, what, what what's next? Where are you going to fall back into? And uh, I put a lot of thought into it when I was over in Russia. Nothing really clicked because you're still working on basketball and trying to become better. Uh, and then I met with a lot of different people here in, in town, just post-playing, post post-COVID and they would all ask the same ask the same thing well what do you want to do I'm like that's why I'm talking to you man I'm trying to get some <laughs> trying to get some uh, light bulbs to flash here uh but yeah definitely thought about it that last year when I was playing and I think it was pretty overwhelming honestly you uh reach your goal as a 27 year old person just I mean I mean there's probably a lot of people in, in life that don't reach their, you know, their peak or their goal that they've always wanted. So it was kind of a overwhelming, but humbling experience. Like, yay, I did it, but oh no, <laughs> still got 75% of my life to live. So what's, what's, what's kind of next, but yeah, I'd say that that last year was kind of the, when that train started to start clicking. While you're talking about your professional career, let me ask, you know, and, and this has been written about, and you've been asked about this a hundred times, but now that you've had a little time to to look at perspective on get some perspective on it, Scott City kid in New York as an NBA player, you made the great line, you had the great line about, I'm still a guy who drives a Sonata around. Um, when you think about that, was, it an, was New York an out-of-body experience for you? The first couple weeks, absolutely. So our, our setup in New York was our practice facility was about 10 miles north of the city. So I lived up there in my rookie year. And I can remember like yesterday driving to Madison Square Garden in my Sonata. And 
I've driven in some big cities, you know, Hayes, Kansas, and <laughs> Kansas City. But when you when you go to New York and it's a straight drag race to get from stoplight to stoplight, it it is a very overwhelming experience. Getting off a subway, not being able to see the sun, can't tell your direction. People are trying to get A to B as quick as possible. The walk of life, the culture is different from a Western Kansas aspect. Uh, so out-of-body experience, yes. Uh, but luckily I have had the kind of mental capacity as once I got to where I needed to get to, it was a big deep breath and, okay, we're here. We don't have to drive that car for another four hours until after the game. So let's focus on these four hours that we got here at the garden. <laughs> <laughs> uh getting past those first few weeks though in the first few months did you ever come to feel like a new yorker or are you always a kansan in new york i could have been called a hybrid if you will from time to time uh once i once you figure out the the lifestyle and just your surroundings and you can kind of picture new york city on a map and get A to B comfortably, then you start to become a New Yorker. Uh, I, I would like to say I didn't pick up on kind of the, the traits they had. Because uh, some, some of the New Yorkers, man, cab drivers, they're a little rude. I don't, I don't know if that, that fits a Western Kansas blue-collared person. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely kind of fell in love with the city, and I picked up a few, a few lingo terms, I guess, if you will when I was living up there. <laughs> uh, will, do you visit New York ever? Yes, I actually went back in May. Yeah, their last home regular season game, they uh, had some alumni, Nick's alum, uh -huh. alumni come back. They flew me in and, oh, some other, some other uh, Spreewell and then a few other guys, I think there were six of us, and we signed autographs for an hour at the garden before the game and got to sit in Dolan's suite uh, prior to the game and eat with him and then uh, watch the game. And matter of fact, the last home game, they were playing the Raptors. And I text someone that I was on the Raptors team who I might know fairly well. Hmm. And I said, uh, hey, I'm in New York. Uh, are you playing tonight? He goes, yeah, I'm playing. You need tickets. I said, no, I, I got tickets. He's like, okay, I'll catch you after the game. So I get to my seat in the first quarter and look over there and Fred Van Vliet's not dressed out. Look at my phone and it says, Raptors clinched the four seed in the NBA playoffs. And I go, oh, yeah, that's why he's not playing. Got it. We'll blame it on that. He probably would just lied to my face, but we'll probably just blame it on that. He thought you were still a Knicks insider who was giving yeah. information to the yeah. coaches. Exactly. You talk about how much you all stay in touch because as, as shocker fans, we are Ron and Fred, Fred and Ron. That's how we will always think of you. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'd say the luxury of being alumni here is social media is pretty easy to keep, keep in touch with ex players Honestly, this aftershock deal has been good for ex-players being able to come back and reminisce and catch up. Uh, we were able to do that last summer with Fred and Landry. But, yeah, Fred and I 
we keep up probably not as much as we'd like to, but uh, we both have our own paths and families that we want to be around and understand that. But just like any good friendship, you can be away from each other for X amount of years, weeks, months. Uh, but right when you sit down and you're around each other, you kick it off just like you left it. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. You mentioned the aftershocks. You're not involved with the team this year, but you, I'm, I'm imagining you might have been out to a practice to see them work out. And w- yeah, what do you think uh, of their team? Yeah, and myself, we stopped by practice, see, Monday night, I believe. And uh, team's looking pretty solid. Uh, it's pretty much the same core group that we had last year. Uh, looks like they added uh, two two uh, new faces with James Woodard, who was a really good athlete from Tulsa, who was uh, Fred and I's age that we played against, shoot, four years in a row. And then uh, Shocker fans would really like this. We got a 6'11", almost seven-footer. We haven't had one of those in a while, uh, James Dickey. Super, super good kid. Uh, played at UNC Greensboro. Uh, and they look good. They're competing, having fun. Uh, Steve Barrett, really great friend of mine and business guru in town has allowed us to use the practice gym that he has uh, on the east side of town. And, you know, guys are just really excited to be around one another. The overseas lifestyle is it's a long year. You're there eight to nine months away from the United States, away from family and We've been blessed to get a week throughout the summer to get back together and see each other and just catch up. I mean, it's sounds like it's something really small, but it means a lot to, you know, alumni to get that opportunity. And on Friday night, we're having an alumni reunion that myself, Gretchen Torline, and uh, Ryan Hillard, who's Ivy's assistant, have set up. Kevin Saul will be there in attendance to greet all the former Shockers. And I think last year we had 50, 50 alumni come back. I think we'll catch that number this year as well. Mm-hmm. I think last year we had a person from every single era from 1950 to 2022. So you think about that, that's pretty, pretty special. And hopefully we can t- continue to grow that. that. That's a pretty, pretty special deal we got going there. You're, you're getting to the age now where you're a few years past your playing career at Wichita State. Uh, does, does the program's success mean, mean even more to you now? Is, is, it, is it part of you to, to make sure that you're in on that success and whatever you can do to help? I think that's an obvious yes. Uh, and I think the reasoning is, is as an alumni, a lot's going to change in these next 60 years I'm alive right uh, I want to you know be able in those 60 years to say hey I played at Wichita State you know 40 years from now I'm going to say that and some little kid's going to be like well who are they like I don't want that I want them to say oh Wichita State you know they they were awesome last year uh, so being around being welcomed like that I mean that's the majority part of it is we all want to come back to something that we're a part of or we're a part of and can help support in any way or fashion. Uh, you know, winning does cure all, believe it or not, uh, not to put pressure on the current team, but when you're successful, that, that name kind of spreads throughout the United States a lot faster and it 
makes, I guess it kind of benefits, benefits us alumni, right? We go places, people ask us, you know, whether we know them or not, Wichita State's brought up and, you know, we want to kind of throw it back to our current program. So, you know, definitely want success by, by all means. Another recent podcast guest was Timber Lee, who's uh, heading up the NIL at Wichita State now with arm, Armchair Strategies. Have you ever, in a, in a moment where you weren't working or, or just kind of daydreaming, I, I've, I've wondered, what would you and Fred <laughs> have looked for from an NIL oh, deal man. after a Final Four? Shoot. What's scary is it probably would have been Fred and I getting in fist fights trying to figure out who was getting what. <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's pretty crazy to think about the the things we could have got or would have got uh it's kind of an interesting situation that's on whoever's plate we don't even know if the ncaa is monitoring it or who's handling it but i i think it is as much of a headache it is throughout the country it seems like i think it is the right thing to do mm-hmm. i think all these kids are i mean they're famous on the court and off the court. Some of these kids have more followers than Beyonce. So it's uh, it's crazy to see how fast it's changed throughout the years, but it'll be an interesting topic through the next five to 10 years, I think. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, let's see how it continues and where <laughs> it goes from here. Uh, let's get back to your, your, your business career now. Um, you're only 29. Is it too early to say whether you're in Wichita for the long term and it would be a Christie for the long term, or is he just going to have to see? I mean, it'd be easy for me to say we're just going to have to see. I, w- I would love to see myself growing in a century of Christie. The culture is great. I love all the executives. And honestly, I love all the, the athletic trainers I work with on a day-to-day basis. I mean, some of them have been around for 26 years, so the culture and what I'm doing currently is great. Uh, I'm always wanting to grow and wherever that leads me, I would prefer it be in Wichita, uh, being a Kansas kid, South central Kansas right now, Wichita is a great location for me. I have family in Kansas city, Topeka, Scott city. Still my brother's a high school basketball coach at Chaparral an hour away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the perfect perfect city for me. And I feel like from just a business side of things, it's a great city to grow in. You know, the history of Wichita all kind of circulates around business, entrepreneurship. And those are things that I really enjoy being around. So Mm -hmm. I would say Wichita is is it for me if I had to guess today. (laughs) It's early, however, we we some time. Well, Ron, thanks so much for joining the podcast. Continued best of luck at Ascension and, and with all you're doing. Um, it's, it's fun to follow you now as a business person instead of a, a professional and, and college athlete. Thanks for joining us. Yep. Thanks, Kirk. This was great. That's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 269. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. This Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. 
Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.